We are on Tehilim, Nun Aleph. We're going to do a little bit. And the, the topic was that David, it's a, it's a penitential psalm. It's a, it's a mizmor of, of, of Teshuvah on, by David after he sinned with Bathsheba. That's a story in the middle of Shemuel Bet. I'm not exactly sure what we got to last week. But I'm going to start from a pasuk, from pasuk vav, which we did already. But there is a very, very, very interesting perush on one of the psukim here that I want to share. So he says, in the beginning of the mizmor, he ta- he, he basically requests from God that he forgive him for his sin. He said, "Please, please uh, wash away my sins." And purify me from my iniquity Because I know my sins And I'm recognizing my sins So by virtue of the fact that I'm Acknowledging and I'm not in denial About the, evils that I, the evil that I did Please forgive me for it Okay, so that's one of David's uh, requests Which makes a lot of sense Because a lot of sinful people They remain in denial about their sins And if you remain in denial Then there's no hope you're going to actually change Pasuk Vav I've sinned before you alone, God, and I did what was evil in your eyes, but please forgive me, I'm inserting those words, please forgive me, so that your word is seen as true and you'll be seen as, as proper in your judgment. Meaning, we know that you are a just God and that you are a merciful God. So please forgive me and please uh, um, do not punish me for the sin or, or punish me within the realm of reason so that your judgment and your justice is seen and that you're, uh, you're seen as, as good. Okay? Now, what does it mean? What does he mean? I've sinned before you alone. How would it be that David only sinned before God? If you, if you know the, the story of David and Bathsheba, he ends up sending the husband of Bathsheba out to war in order to die. Which means that there was more than just God that David was sinning against. The Peshat, I think, is that I sinned in a way where only you, God, recognized it. Meaning, he, David did a good job covering his tracks. So if he wanted to go on as if uh, nothing happened, nobody would have ever... Uh, approached him or reproached him for it, right? He, it wasn't a public sin. It was a sin before God, meaning it included other people, but because he covered his tracks, only God knew about it. And still, David is acknowledging that fact. Okay, so that's that's a good part. Okay, Pazuk Zayn. Hen be'avon holalti imi. I was formed in sin and through... Another word for sin, chet and avon, I would say they're both sin. And through, I would say, iniquity, I was, uh, I was conceived in my mother. Ah, this is an interesting pasuk we're here. Interesting pasuk. Okay, so we're in pasuk Zion that says, I was formed in sin, and with sin, my, uh, the, it's like, um, I, I was conceived, let's say. Now, actually, the Christians use this pasuk for this concept of original sin, which I don't really know what it is. I think it's this idea that everybody is, is irreparably tainted and cannot be fixed, and therefore you need to have faith and forget trying to, trying to be a tzaddik because that's impossible, something like that. But that's not the peshat. The peshat is something deeper, what David is saying, and I think we mentioned it last time. And that is that, that 
when a person is born, they start off with their Yetzir Hara. The Yetzir Hara is much more natural to us than our Yetzir Atov. Our evil inclinations or our bodily temptations are a much more natural part of our tendencies than the good, the control of those temptations. That's a lot less of a natural, uh, natural thing for us. That's why when you raise a child, right, your, the tendency of the child is to take and to want and to, and to not share and to do this. And the parents need to over and over and over overlay those tendencies with proper control. Because it's less natural. You have to try those are things that, that need to be trained. Now, what's very interesting is that, and I'm not going to read it inside. I wanted to, but we don't have the time. The Radak has a fascinating perushir, and he says that um, if you notice that the sin that David is trying to ask for forgiveness here mm-hmm. is a sexual sin, yes. and the Radak he says incredibly that. Because sexual sins are so natural to people, it's also, and I'm quoting Radak, I'm not saying this myself, he said it's also not as worthy of punishment when a person fails in that regard. Wow. Do you believe that? Wow. He says, if you're doing sins like theft and robbery, those, those, then those are a lot worse than the, than the sexual sins, which are, which are he says, it's part of you, it's how you were formed. He says, it's so innate in you to have these sexual desires because that's how you were even brought into this world that when a person sins in the sexual realm, there is more, there is more understanding in the heavenly courts the weakness, the we- a, the- because it's a much more natural weakness than if a person were to sin in other regards, like, I don't know, uh, stealing or yeah, something. Because stealing, you have to do the action. <clears throat> it wasn't my fault. It was nature. Stealing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. In, to, to an extreme It's a good excuse, no? <laughs> now I feel like I have to read it inside So nobody gets any wrong about okay, it He's on, not saying on. it's mutar He's saying no, He's saying There's more of an understanding discounting a little bit the, Yeah, exactly it's discounting the Now it's, it's important It's important especially like You know, for young boys That are in high school That a lot of times The way the rabbis Teach them in these matters Of like sexual things it's like, oh, you're going you're gonna to go to hell and there are going to be demons swarming around you and this and that. And they scare the kids and a lot of the kids, they're gonna have problems. They, they, they give up hope because it's such a difficult thing to control for a kid of that age. They give up hope and then they all feel like they're destined to, to rot in hell and then they, they completely, they think that Yadut's impossible anyway. So, I, so you know, up. if something is too hard and they it's it clearly impossible, you just give it up. <clears throat> so... Um, this is an alternative approach where, look, try your best, but it's also, there's an understanding because of how difficult it is and how innate the sin is. <clears throat> you want internal emit. You want emit in the inside. You want the person to be loyal on the inside, says David. Not the external person who just acts. Yeah. And in private, please teach me wisdom. What I'm not exactly sure why, like what that means, but okay. Please take a hyssop, which is the leaf used in the paraduma, and purify me. Please launder me or, or wash me, and I'll be whiter than snow. Make me know happiness and joy. 
and let the bones that you've crushed, let them rejoice. <clears throat> Why? Because I've been so upset about the sin. And I feel like my bones are getting crushed. So please let me know that I'm forgiven so that I could feel joy again. I could be happy again. Please cover your face from my sins and erase all of my, my iniquities. Please build, create for me a heart that is pure. And a proper spirit, please renew within me. This is a famous pasuk, by the way. We use it in Kriyat Shema Lamita. We use it on, um, when we do uh, uh, the thing. Birkat um, Levana. This pasuk is there. Please renew for me my soul and make it pure. That's basically what he's saying. Do not send me from before you. And your, your Holy Spirit do not take away from me. Let me still have your Ruach. Your Ruach HaKodesh, says David. Please return to me the, the joy of your salvation and of a generous spirit, please protect me. And then when you give me uh, forgiveness and when you, I, when you accept my teshuvah, then I'll be in a position where I could then teach the sinful people your ways. And those who are engaged in sin, they'll return to you. Meaning David, as he always does, he says, if you teach or if you help me, I will use it as an opportunity to help others. And this David, we never heard David say this in regards to sin. We heard him say it in regards to save me from my enemies and I will sing your praises. But in terms of please forgive me and purify me, and then I will go and, and tell other people to do teshuva. We never heard him say that specific thing, which is an interesting thing. So not only when God saves his life that he says, I'm going to praise you in public. Even when, Even when he just forgives him, he says, okay, now that I've been forgiven, I could go tell other people that have sinned and have given up on themselves that no, it's possible to do teshuva. Come, I'll show you the way. And it's a very beautiful thing. Save me from blood, God. Uh, my the God of my salvation, let my my uh, my lips or my or my tongue sing your 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 salva- your, your justice. Let me let my song sing your justice. This was we definitely know. I hope Hashem open up my lips so that my mouth can say your praise. Why? Because he's saying, whenever you give me this salvation, my lips will start singing your justice. Hashem, open my mouth so that I could sing your praise to other people. And again, as he said, bring people back to Teshuvah. Because you do not want a, just a korban and I will give it. It's not just about Olah that you want. Rather, what you really want, God, is a broken spirit. A heart that's broken and, and crushed. Elohim lotivze, God will not leave, will not disregard a heart that's crushed. Uh, this is very, we had in the last chapter, by the way, where David was saying, when you give a korban, don't think that God needs the korban, don't think that he needs to eat the korban, right? right? Now, and, and we already said that was a unique element of, because we we're used to the Yeshaya and the Micha and the Micha understanding of korbanot that, don't focus on korbanot, focus on tzedakah, yes. right? On then the, in, in Tehillim, in chapter 50, we saw, don't think that korbanot are God's food. Understand the place of korbanot. And then in this Mizmor, unlike in Yeshaya, where he says, focus on tzedakah to the poor, don't focus on korbanot. Here he's saying, your real korban is not even the korban. The real korban is your broken heart. 
So throughout Tanakh, we're getting a lot of different ways of, of in, in different ways, the different authors of Tanakh are telling us what the real focus is. David Amelech tells us the focus is the broken heart, is the tefillah part, not the korban part. In Yeshayah, it told us that the focus is on the aniyim and on the poor, not on the korban part. And in each, in like each book of Tanakh, we're learning that don't focus so much on the korbanot. It's not about the korbanot. In this case, it's focus on the tefillah, on the on the actual feeling of remorse that you want and the broken they were, heart. They were, the, they were doing the korbanot and they thought that this is it. Yeah, exactly. And we do that today too, by the way. We do that today. Oh, yeah. I, we, we, we do a, a sigula that we heard or somewhere from some rabbi and we say, okay, no, I don't have to go and, I don't know, give tzedakah. Like, uh, people are, it's very common, you know, to... to rely on the sigulot or on the more ritual, spiritual sounding things, say, oh, I did my Judaism by doing that spiritual thing. But then on the day-to-day basic activities, which are the essence of Yahadut, to just say, ah, too hard. I'd rather go and do my thing. Okay. Now that David got his, uh, his, his forgiveness, he's excited. His Ruach HaKodesh comes back. His Nebuah comes back. And he says, please do good to Tzion, to Yerushalayim, and build the walls of Yerushalayim. Yeah, this is future Nebuah, of course. Then you will want offerings of righteousness that are Olah, that are burnt completely. Then they will be brought on your Mizbachot, they will be brought, uh, they will be brought cows for Korbanot. Whenever you re- rebuild the Bet HaMikash, then we will bring the Korbanot. But hopefully by that point... We will have the proper understanding of Korbanot. We will notice, we will realize that it is about the remorse and the tefillah. That's the essence, not the Korban. That is the essence. The Korban is just a means through which we do this tefillah and we have this broken spirit. And that is the essence of this Mizmor. Beautiful Mizmor with some very, very interesting philosophical points, especially about that sexual sin wow. and its comparison to other things. I recommend if you... I don't know where you would find it translated, but... Bad guys. Yeah, of around us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but it's a very, very interesting. Baruch Adonai Lulam, Amen, Amen.